Well, we might as well start class right. Oh, come on, please work. You all right, bro? Yeah. What's up? Stressed out. You know what you need? Burp, love. And Shrek. See, so ready? Anxiety be gone. Love come in. And Shrek beyond. What? Are we watching Shrek? Yeah. Like actually? No, not the whole movie. We are watching part of it today. Isn't that crazy that you guys had that in class yesterday and I've got it today? What do we have in class yesterday? That's kind of like modern. Wait, which movie are we watching? You can do whatever you want. I know. Yes. Well, that's what he's teaching. He was Shrek teaching that. Oh my gosh, Shrek is so good. Did we just listen to like All Star? Isn't that funny? Like we're, I'm doing it today. Well, I mean, they're accurate. He uh, he needed more time to explain the connection. He just ran out of time. Who is this? In math yesterday, he did a great job. Once though. upon a time, that stuff there was really a fits. lovely princess. Are we starting it right now? Yeah. But she had an enchantment upon her. Oh, Unless yeah. you don't want me to, no, I, mean, I can turn it off. <laughs> You're like, no, no. <laughs> she was locked away in a castle, guarded by a terrible fire-breathing dragon. Many brave knights had attempted to free her from this dreadful prison. She waited in the dragon's keep, in the highest room of the tallest tower. This movie is so true good. love, true yeah. love's first kiss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that's ever gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> My computer's acting funky. No. Oh, come on. Shrek. Work. No. Yeah. We had so much going. You got it. Oh, wait. Are you here, too? No way. 
on the free will day. Oh, I would love to get your thoughts, honestly. I would love to get your thoughts. So. That's so great. Although my, my whole big Shrek introduction isn't working, unfortunately. It's freezing up. Come on, Shrek, let's go. Well, you're supposed to be walking into Shrek. For some reason, it's not working. Come on, Shrek, it was just playing. Please work. Anyways. Bummer. What's going on? Shrek. Here, we'll turn off iTunes. We'll turn on iTunes. And we'll get Shrek going again. Ready? In the name of Jesus. Shrek. The healed computer. <laughs> All right, everybody. Guidebook, page 107. Go to your guidebook. Go to page 107. All right. Oh, wait. Are we back? Did it work? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know if it's going to work. We should be playing here in Shrek right now. Well, we're not getting our, our Shrek moment as you walked in the room. Which, oh, wait. Oh, oh, oh. Be healed. All right. Um, what you can do is uh, with someone next to you, particularly our administrators, what a great opportunity. You can talk to them about the layers of free will, the free will parfait that we talked about yesterday. So uh, let's, let's layer that out. And uh, what are the ones that you remember from the talk on page 107? Give it your best shot. There's at least five layers. We talked about three-ish, maybe four yesterday. What do you remember? Okay, so what do you remember? Oh, oh hey. there we go. <laughs> what do you remember? That's going to be too distracting, so you just get to listen for now. All right, so ready to do it. I'll take attendance. I got to take attendance anyways. All right. I know. So free will, everybody, one, two, three, go. If you haven't yet. There was the whole good choice, bad choice dilemma where, you know, they were they were debating why why God would make why God would allow you know bad things to happen, would allow for bad choices in His will for us to free will. So, Basically, it's not that he allows you to happen, it's just that his will is for you to happen, but his will is for us to have free will. So, some hard thing. And Matt. Make sure you set up the tension. What's the main tension? Because, like, a yogurt part, they all have, like, yogurt. Caleb. Cade. Leo, Joyce, Kaylee, Kaylee, John, Caitlin, Olivia, Matthew, Caleb, Julia, Quinn, Sellers, Cessna, Southard, 
times in Haley, 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 Suzanne, Rapunzel, Mark, Kaylee, Grace, Emil. We are here. We're here, we're here, we're here. Everybody like parfait. All right. Let's bring it all in. Um, this is so fun that you guys came today. I'm loving that. All right. Uh, would someone like to pray today? I can. You got it? Yeah. Great, thanks. Let's pray together. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. Um, thank you for everything you've given us. Um, thank you for another day to glorify you, God. pray that um, you would um, be present here in this um, class and that we would learn and grow. And thank you for the chapel message today. I pray that we would all um, use our words um, to create life and to um, build others up and not tear them down. pray that you would help us with that. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Delightful. <laughs> would someone mind shutting the door for us? That'd be great. Um, yeah, we could talk about chapel all day, but we won't. But that was so good. Make sure you continue processing that and leaning into it. Uh, that guy's a good storyteller. <laughs> yeah. All right. What I'd like you to do is you do not need a device in your hands. You could have a pencil or a crayon or something, but put them away. I, part of me is like, you don't want to miss this. You, you really don't. You don't want to miss our discussion. It's one of the climactic discussions of the entire course. You don't want to miss it. And hopefully you caught the sense of yesterday, the weight of this. We leaned in pretty heavily, right, on the tension that we're dealing with in regards to a good God who allows evil. What do we, what do we, how can he still be good? All right? So what I'd like you to do is either draw a parfait if you need to do something with your hands. Uh, I'd love for you to take notes. Your best move would be to, to participate through listening and asking good, hard questions today. Okay? Now, I got the whole parfait thing from Shrek, so I'm going to risk showing it right now because it's awesome. And, and I, I like the concept of parfait uh, for free will. And it's worth you connecting it with this moment in Shrek. So let's all please work. All right, if you don't know Shrek, get to know Shrek. It's that good, all right? Um, I think it's kind of funny that at the beginning of the movie, it's more than kind of funny, but at the beginning of the movie, they're rounding up all the fairy tale creatures to lock them up, right? And they have a donkey, a talking donkey is a fairy tale. Uh, what fairy tale is that from? The Bible. They're, they, they're lumping the Bible in as a fairy tale, rounding up the fairy tale creatures. Are we, are we drawing parfait? Oh, draw parfait. All right. I love that they're lumping in that the donkey is, I mean, the Bible is the story with a talking donkey. Someone said Winnie the Pooh, which I guess that works. But uh, he doesn't really, he's got way more sass than Eeyore. <laughs> so yeah. he definitely fits the uh, Balaam's donkey feel. What I love about it is that the, the Bible fairy tale creature is one of the heroes. And he uses the power of language, which is kind of fun. But that's not why we're here. Um, we're here to look at Shrek talking to this fairy tale creature. Is that about right? You know what? 
Maybe there's a good reason donkeys shouldn't talk. <laughs> I won't get it, Shrek. Why don't you just pull some of that older stuff on him? You know, throttle him, lay siege to his fortress, brand his bones to make your bread. You know the whole ogre trip. Oh, I know what. Maybe I could have decapitated an entire village and put their heads on a plate, got the knife, cut open their spleen, and drink their fluids. <laughs> Does that sound good to you? Uh. No, really, no. For your information, there's a lot more to ogres than people think. Here we go. Example? Example? Okay, um... Ogres are like onions. They stink? Yes. No. Oh, they make you No! Oh, you leave them out in the sun, they get all brown, start sprouting little white hairs. No! Layers! Onions have layers. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers? You get it. We both have layers. <sighs> oh, you both have layers. Oh. You know, not everybody likes onions. Cake! Everybody loves cakes. Cakes have layers. I don't care what everyone likes. Ogres are not like cakes. You know what else everybody like? Parfait. Have you ever met a person, you say, hey, let's get some parfait. They say, hey, I know I don't like no parfait. Parfaits are delicious. No! You dense, irritating, miniature beast of burden. Ogres are like onions. End of story. Bye-bye. See you later. Parfaits may be the most delicious thing on the whole damn planet. Oh, wait, how did he get away with that? I think I can <laughs> All right, all right, all right. So, I, I, I'm showing you that because A, we're laughing and, and, and it, it's funny on one level. The other one, though, is people don't understand ogres because they forget that ogres have what? Layers. Uh, in my 20 years of t pursuing and understanding of this hard question, people don't understand free will because they forget that free will has what? It, it has, like we have to go there. We often only spend 15 minutes at the end of a class yesterday talking about the hardest question on the planet versus carrying it into another day versus really leaning into it and saying, wait a second, what do we do with this free will thing? Yesterday we had that, I had you imagine the sophomore with a bloody nose over there and I'm just standing there. Yeah, what would you do if there's a, a sophomore getting bullied in my classroom and I just watched it? They all said I should get fired. Yeah, I should get fired, right? Like, no way, I can't. We can't just stand there. But wait, so God just stands there and watches people getting bullied and he could stop it? Yeah, exactly. We had several of these awkward pauses yesterday because this is so hard, right? Are we good? Are we there? Get it back there. So what's our, I like to go top down some people think I should start from the brownie layer and work up. I don't know what you want to do with that. Well, let's just kind of work our way through it, and then we'll end up at the junior-senior banquet story. Okay? Let's just make sure we get the layer. Top layer. What's top layer? God wants us to what? Choose. To have free will. Yeah. Got it? So God's will, If you, I'd like you to write it down. Like God's will is for us to be able to have free will. Got it? So that's the first layer. Next layer, with our free will, what does God want us to do? What's his will? His will is for us to do what? 
choose to do good, to be loving, right? Does everybody choose that? No. Real quick, this is the, the if you want to just check out after this, then at least you've got this key component. But I'd like you to hang in there the whole way. His will is that we have freedom. If the Son has set you free, you are what? You're free indeed. He wants you to be free to choose. Therefore, you will make choices that are real choices. He want that, so that's his first layer. His second layer is that you choose to do good. But when you choose to do bad, if Eli chooses to disobey me, did my will get done? Well, yes. What part of my will got done? That he had a choice. But did he do what I want him to do? So did that part of my will get done? Unless you understand those layers, you're going to think, well, they're not doing God's will. God's will is not getting done. Well, you've missed it because his primary will is that we have a will, that we have freedom to choose. And here's the key to this. This is why there has to be the layers. Can that will get done if we don't have free will? No. So when we choose to disobey, well, we're not doing his will there, but we are doing his will to be free to choose. Everybody catch that. I need like nods or shakes. I'll be yeah. good there. Mm -hmm. Here's the key. Let's take away the top layer. Does the next layer even exist? Mm -hmm. That's what's so important about this. Is if you take away our ability to choose, there are no good or bad choices. So you can't even choose to do bad if there's no free will. So we need this freedom in order to have the ability to choose. Yes? Okay, are we good with that layer? Now there's another layer. I say it like this. If we're free to choose, will some people choose evil? Yes. Have they, have they done that? People choose yeah. evil. Okay, so people choose evil. Does God always stop that? So does he allow evil? Let me look around the world. Does he allow evil? Yeah, there's a chapter in a book that I read that calls God the great allower. It's like, eh, we don't want him to be that, do we? We don't, we don't want him to be the great allower. But remember, for 30 seconds when I was, you know, on you about what you're doing, you're like, get, uh, get away, because we want, he allows us to be free. So if God allows free will, or he wants free will, he's created free will, he allows us to make real choices for good or evil. If he does that, will people choose evil? So then is God allowing evil? I like this next layer. Since... God allows evil, rather than if, what? Since God allows evil, he better be able to do what with all of that evil? Overcome it, heal it, redeem it, fix it. Because if he allows that evil to happen, and he can't fix it or redeem it, he's a what? He's a jerk. Does that make sense? That's not a cool God. That's not good anymore. Does that make sense? But I think some of us are now landing on that layer. Now, there's still two more layers. Let's land there for a second. If God allows evil, he better be able to redeem it. And ready? Here we quick. Can he? He can he? Yeah. I want, like, if, if you don't think he can, no wonder there's some frustration in your life. If he allows pain and evil and suffering, he better be able to redeem it and heal it. Well, well can he? Yes. Wait, can he? Did he? How, how much of it has he redeemed? All of it. And, and will he redeem it all? Yep. 
Mm -hmm. Oh, well, wait. Now, that's, that's a pretty solid layer. Now, remember, I said there's not going to be a, a pretty pink bow necessarily on the end of this because we still have the evil in our world. But what I don't want us to do is, like, my dad died in a car accident right after college. It was really frustrating when people would come to me and say, well, that God, you know, maybe God had that happen for good. I'm like, uh, no, my dad dying in a car accident is not good. Sorry. It's not good. <laughs> it's evil. It's horrifying. Can he use it for good? Well, yes. And has he used it for good? Yeah, I'm at that weird place 20 years later, which is awkward to admit publicly, but I'm at that weird place where it's almost like rejoice in the trial. Like, I'm not glad that it happened, but I could weird, like, but he's used it for such good, like, thanks, right? I think of that, I, I might be getting it wrong, but I think it's the president of Compassion. Compassion, he spoke here, right? And he had this horrifying childhood of being raped by teachers at his boarding school. I hope you would never say that that's something good. <laughs> Has he used that for good? Well, yeah, he's partnered with God to forgive them, to forgive those teachers, and now he, he starts compassion to protect kids all over the world and to give them food and hungry. He actually is going around making sure that uh, boarding schools clean up their acts because he doesn't want that to happen to other kids. What happened wasn't good, but has he, he worked with the great Redeemer here to have that work for good? Yeah, go ahead. So what happens to like the kids who are committing like horrific like that happens to them and it ends up not pushing them farther away from the faith? I love uh, thank you. Is there another layer? You see what's going on? Another layer. You're a genius. How do you like always oh, just boom. Got the exact question at just the right time. I'm not paying him to do that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna push I was gonna lean in on that other layer, but are we okay to maybe go to the next layer? We can always back up if we need to, but are we good with that layer? Yeah. So what kind of atrocity can God redeem? All of them. Really? Yeah. yeah. Can he redeem someone getting nailed to a cross? Yeah. Uh, please don't call that good. <laughs> a human being getting nailed to pieces of wood to die is not good. But did he use it for good? Yeah. Oh my gosh, he used it to save all of us. Right? Now this is where that next layer comes in. And this is why you guys, we, uh, it's the whole parfait thing. We've got to have the layers. And then I'm gonna, I want to get the layers and then we're going to open up for some discussion. I'd love anybody's input actually on where we land here. But there's something else. Because what about the people where it's not getting redeemed or, or people get farther away from God? Right? Well there's another layer. What we just did with that layer is any of the trauma, any of the horror, any of the bad things that are happening in this world, God can, will, and has redeemed. Now, I, I shared with you yesterday to make sure that you understood this is not me teaching at you. I've had to walk through life with people who've been raped, right? So I, this is personal. It's hard, right? I told you I had lunch with the people who did that to these people. like. Uh, very complex scenarios that I've had to navigate in my life, right? And there's this other layer is God can, is God powerful enough to heal all of the sicknesses? 
to redeem all the pain and suffering. To do He is. So why does it always happen? Well, there is something to be said that, I love it, seventh period, uh, William said, it was so great, well, God's a gentleman. I'm like, of course he's a real gentleman. It, love is not rude. He's powerful enough to heal you, to heal everything, to heal all the diseases, to heal all the sicknesses in his time, in his way. But will he force that on you? See, if he forces that on you, then he takes away your what? Your free will. Right? So then that means that everybody can be healed and redeemed and made whole in his way and in his time. But he's not going to force you to experience that. So can you reject his redemption and his healing? Yeah. Does that make sense now? So are there some people who don't want God to heal them? They don't want God to be their savior. They don't want God to redeem their life and the trauma in their life. Well, yeah. So that's why we're studying worldview. There's other options. Yeah. What if he put all his faith into God and then it didn't work out then, so he just... Turned away. It's really sad. My son Eli and I have had this wonderful relationship with splinters. I'm actually pretty good at getting splinters out. I've been doing it for a long time. I lead adventure trips. Give me some tweezers. I gotcha, right? Eli loves working with wood. He gets a whole bunch of splinters. Gets a big one here. I can get it out. I know I can get it out. All of them. I've got a pretty good success rate. Eli, come here. <laughs> what does he do? No, no way. Like, Eli, he has to let me close enough to him so that I can take my tweezers, dig it into his skin, grab the bottom of the splinter, and pull it out. Well, but he has to let me do what? Get close enough. I don't find, like, if you don't want me to take it out, Eli, you can leave it in your fingers. Now, is that, am I being mean? No, he has to let me do what? Get close enough. This is one of the saddest tragedies, I think, in this whole scenario. Oftentimes, the people who are hurt or traumatized blame who? God. And then they do what with God? They push God away. And then they are left to try and deal with their tragedy, pain, and suffering on their own. But who's the one who can actually, who's powerful enough to redeem it all? The one they've done what with? Which begs a really hard question in class right now. Have you pushed him away with some of the pain and suffering in your own life? And I'm not here to blame or shame. I'm just saying, you see, just practically speaking, you're left to yourself then to deal with it, right? There's still another layer <laughs> we have to get to before the end of class. But I think it's a good stop. I don't know if you have anything to add or anything to add or anybody have a question. Are we seeing the layers? You see why we got to spend some time on the layers here? Thanks for that. Does that help? Guess what I've had to do? I mean, I pushed, I didn't push God away, but I was seven years in pretty hardcore depression after my dad died. And a lot of that was my analytical response of 
not wanting to be near a God that would allow that to happen, right? Understandably, does that make sense? But I found so much redemption and healing and freedom by drawing closer and closer and closer and closer to God, right? Thoughts, questions, comments? All right. Keep going. I uh, I want you to consider a couple things here. One, if you come across someone who's in deep pain and tragedy, not a great idea at that moment to have a free will debate with them. I'll let you learn from my experience because I'm like, oh, but but wait, God can heal and redeem everything, and look, and it's okay. Yeah. Let them come to you and be someone on their trust list, and then they will come to you, and then you can help them at the right time understand how to connect some of these dots. Does that make sense? But to just go around like, I've got some good news. Let me tell you about my philosophy class where all the pain and suffering is got, like, we're good. Like, yeah, not, not necessarily a good move there, okay? The other thing, though, that I wanted to hit on yesterday is we can't take this too lightly. I've been through some hard stuff in my life, but honestly, when I look at like sex trafficking or the terrorism or Texas, like I'm crying right now. <laughs> I can't relate to that kind of pain. But I think one of the best things we can do is, is that what Jesus did with Mary and Martha, you mentioned it, he just cried. There's so much pain and suffering. You know what's so amazing about that Lazarus story is Jesus sits with them in the pain of the suffering. And then he is the answer to the suffering as well. He's both. They, they, there was the, what, if, you were, if you were here, it's going to happen. And they could have said, so leave. Did they? I love Mary. <laughs> she's like, she's probably like, where were you? Jerk! But I love you. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> right. And then he conquers death. This is for me when I look at the slavery in our country and I look at these people who would sing these songs and doing what they were doing under that type of oppression. They knew he could do it now, and he could redeem it now, but he also, they also all knew when they died, he would do what with all the pain and suffering? Redeem it, heal it, fix it. Right? I look at my sister Mandy. I would love for her to be healed today. I pray for it. But she and I both know she is going to get a new body. Yes! And are we praying for that to happen now? Well, yeah, thy kingdom come. Like, yes, yes. So we can, we can fight evil. We can partner with God in destroying the works of the devil. Let's call them works of the devil. They're evil. And we get to go against that with his power and his love. But he's also the king, and we got to trust him and surrender to the mystery of his timing and how things work. Does that make sense? Okay. I want to do the junior-senior story for catching layers. There's still one more layer, all right? Let's review. Top layer, God wants to, His will is that we have what? Free will. Free will. Second layer, we have what? 
free will. We get to make real choices. Choices to love, choices to sacrifice, choices to give, and those things are real, which is really, really cool, but also choices to what? Do, do evil and disobey and to hurt each other. Does God allow that? Yes, he allows the evil. Since he allows evil, he must be a God that can do what? If he's going to allow it, he better be able to do what with it? Redeem it. But wait, what's that next layer? Will he force that redemption on you? That would be rude. That would take away your free will. Okay, we're good. Time out. And then let's get to, I think, the cherry on top or the whipped cream or the, the brownie. At the, to me, it's the brownie at the bottom. they got the hot brownie with the cold ice. No, yes, okay. Um, ready? We just talked about some really atrocious, horrible things in class today. What are the Buddhists, what, is, what does idealism do with this problem? Do they still have rape to deal with? And torture and stuff to deal with. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do they do? What are you? What are you trying to do with this world? The Buddha says it's all suffering. And what do we got to do? Get out. Yeah. We're not trying to fix it. We're not trying to redeem it. We're not trying to make it better. We're just trying to what? Get out. Get out. So what? What happens to the meaning and purpose? If anything, it's, it's a purification and motivation to get out of it, right? What about materialism? Is there still all this pain and suffering and rape and abuse? Is that still part of the material world? Yeah. 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 Well, what's the hope in it, though, too? Like... It's all cause and effect. Is there any meaning in the pain and the suffering? And is there any outside agent to help you in it? No. And then when you die, you're what? It's just done. And this is one of the saddest things for me, but with atheism, people who chuck God because of pain and suffering end up in a world that still has pain and suffering, but without God. That, that's that better. I don't see that as better. How about monism? I shouldn't say it with that tone. I get so frustrated with monism, though. What does monism say with all this pain and suffering? It's part of God? Does that work? Yeah. I, yeah like, I, I, just, I, I don't even like talking about it. I can't talk about sex trafficking as part of God. I just can't do it. It doesn't work for me. And then what does that do for the healing process and the meaning of it? So I like doing this discussion in a worldview class because is there still pain and suffering as Christians? Yeah. Is it still really hard and painful? Yeah. It's not like, oh, and now there's no suffering. We still have it, but we have a God who cares and is, loves us and is able to deal with it. We still have 12 minutes left. One more layer? Yep. Keep going? All right, last layer. Um, I'm not sure who to use. Uh, we could Michael Eichek. Sure, Can see. I go for it? Yeah. I gotcha. All right. So Michael Eichek. Now I I don't know. Are you dating anybody? Uh, you don't have to admit it or tell. But yes, no. Maybe. maybe? Okay. All right. All right. I, here, the reason why I ask. The reason why I ask is I don't know. I don't know his relationship. You got to be aware of that. Got it? Okay. So I don't know his relationship. And let's say for. Uh, since freshman year, you've had this eye on this girl, your eye on this girl, and you're hoping junior, senior banquet, it's, we're going to end 
your high school with a bang, oh, right? Yeah. So you're gonna ask this girl. So you, yeah, you're you're gearing for this. You're working it up. You your Christmas break. You know, maybe a date or two, and then in the spring, lunch together. I don't know. Do we do lunch? Do we do lunches together? I don't even know how that works oh, yeah. anymore, right? So, oh, yeah. all right. And then it comes time to ask the question, and you've been looking forward to going to this banquet with her for four years, and she says. Okay, thank you. I was like, yeah, of course. You'd be crazy not to. All right, like, there we go. So she says yes, and every girl's crazy about a sharp-dressed man, right? So looking sharp, she's looking great. You're having a great time. The banquet's awesome, clinky, and whole trap. Again, how do they outdo themselves again? So you're having a blast. Actually, it was better than you thought it would be. It really went well. So you're driving her home, pull up into the driveway, right? And you're just like, this is insane. It went so well. This is why we do banquets. Yes. You walk her to the door. And then she goes inside, right? So whatever, right? So there you go, right? And whatever. And uh, <laughs> she's inside. And I don't know. I mean, I know you well, but like, are you a fist pump type of guy? Or like, what oh, about? The yeah. door shut. Like, yes. Okay, so a little, a little. <gasps> right? And then you float back to the car. We're not even touching the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. Get in the car. And then do we crank the tunes? I'll, I'll turn them on if I'm thinking. And then you're going to sing with them. That's what we're going to do. Oh, that's yeah, true, you, yeah. Like, you're bringing it. You're singing. you got the tunes cranking. Another one. Okay. <laughs> back out of the driveway. Back out of the driveway. And this is our, f this is our fifth layer of free will. You guys got to catch this. Because we spent a half hour talking about evil and pain and suffering. But watch what happens here. Michael Lychek's driving away. There's this huge, big picture window right there. And he sees her inside. And Dad comes down the stairs. And they're chatting. So you like, slow down. Stop the car. And you look in there. And Dad pulls out a wad of hundreds and flakes out $1,000 and says, thanks. That was so nice of you. Michael Lychek really needed that. Whoa. Oh. <gasps> What? Oh, jeez. Did that change something? That doesn't so change anything, does it? Oh, what? Wait, what changed? Motive? Yeah! Well, imagine if I found out that my wife was getting paid $1,000 a week to be my husband. Would that change anything? To be your wife, yeah. Yeah. But like, wait, yeah, split it. I love everybody's like, well, split it, keep it. But wait, now, does that, does that hurt a little bit? Oh, yeah. Or a lot of it? Yeah. Now, I want you guys to catch this. I'd love for you to catch this. We're talking, uh, it's a great banquet. I love the junior senior banquet. We're talking about a high school banquet and you get it. What do you get? You want the person to what? Want to be with you. You want them to choose you, not be paid off, right? Do we get it with a banquet? Do you think God gets this? He doesn't want you to be paid off to love him. Why does he save us by grace? He takes hell off the table. You're free to love him or not love him. What are you going to do? And now if you choose to love him, it's what? It's real. Yeah. He's not, you're not being paid off. This is, for me, one of the biggest... Everything okay over there? Are we good? Talking about banquets? Yeah. Uh, you guys strategizing? All right. <laughs> but I want you to consider here, like, the weight of this... We get it. With your friends, you want your friends to call you up because they what? Want to. They want to. You want your husband or wife someday, if that's your journey, to choose you. 
I mean, the problem is, is that there is the potential for pain of not getting chosen or not happening. But guess what happens? By having free will, that junior senior banquet, if you get asked, that's what? That's pretty cool. It's real. If your friend calls you and chooses to go out with you, you're like, really? me? Yeah, cool. I, I, yeah, we're going out. Like, I, I want to be chosen. That's not possible without what? Without what? Free will. So yeah, the pain's possible, but so is what? The love, the joy, the relationship. Ready? Right? Yeah. Do we see it? I mean, the other option is to get rid of the pain. See, when people say we want to get rid of the pain, maybe we'll get rid of God. That'll solve the pain problem. That'd be like saying, let's get rid of the banquet. And I've been in meetings where they're like, we got to get rid of this banquet because some people aren't getting asked, and then they get hurt. Like, does that hurt? Yeah, it hurts so bad. But do we solve that pain by getting rid of the party? Or how about this? We'll solve the pain by having you guys take the list, the junior and senior list, and you guys just pick who goes with each other, and then nobody will get left out, right? Won't that be better? That'd be kind of fun. Hey, but does that solve the pain? Wait, does that solve the pain? No, it doesn't solve the pain. There, there's people are gonna not get picked. People are gonna get hurt. But that, but that also the freedom of choice allows for people to be picked and have it be what real. Now, I want to do one or two more things with our last five minutes. But I'll make sure we caught that. Let's actually pull it in. Free will is huge. There's no free will in materialism. There's no free will in monism. There's no relationship in either of those because it's all one big thing. Theism allows for relationship. It allows for free will. It's the only thing that makes love real and possible. You know what's intriguing to me? Who got picked for the big banquet in the sky? In this room, who got picked? You, <laughs> we, we think we picked God, but he actually did what? He picked all, every single one in here got picked. He dances over you with joy and singing. He loves you so much he died for you. <laughs> like, you're adored and beloved by God. He's picked you already as you are. Do you have to say yes to that though? No, you can reject your friend. You can reject your junior senior banquet date. You can reject your husband or wife. You can reject who? God. C.S. Lewis writes on this page, I bolded it. Of course God knew what would happen if they used their freedom the wrong way. If? I've crossed it out in my book. Not if, what? When? Apparently, he thought it worth the risk. Is it? There's a lot of evil in this world. Is, is real love, real freedom worth the risk? I know people who said I'd rather be dead than have free will because I've been hurt so bad. You've never met someone like that. You probably need to get out and about. 
There's a lot of pain in this world. There's a lot of hardship. To those people, again, don't give them this argument. But do we have a hope that he can do what with that type of pain? Like, you guys, this is the gospel. This is it. This is the good news. He can do what with which pain? He saves us for heaven. Yes. It, it's more than that. We get to bring good news about a God who saves us for later, but also can save us when. No, right? Like, I was like, right? Do we believe this? It's good. I mean, is that good news, by the way? This is good news. I think it was worth the risk. It's a big risk, though, isn't it? Thoughts? Comments? we got a few more minutes. Questions? Yeah, Bartain. Sometimes. Like, why did they have to be perfect at one point? Why did God, if he really wants us to, like, really choose him? Like, I feel like... Like, why weren't they born human? Or just, like, yeah, how they were. Like, I feel like it'd be, like, if Caleb went on a date, saw the girl getting paid off, and then the next time he went on a date, he, like, made it so that wouldn't happen or something. You know what I mean? But see, I, lo I do, I do, but made it so that wouldn't happen. That's implying that control piece, right? So if we have, if God made Adam and Eve so that they wouldn't make the bad choice, then do they really have freedom? Right? If God made it so that they wouldn't make the bad choice in their hard wiring, then are they really free to make choices? Right? Tricky, isn't it? Yeah. So, so although Adam and Eve were, you know, perfect because they hadn't committed anything yet, they could still choose to go against God's will and, you know, pursue evil. Yeah. That's what led to the fall. So. Did they have to? No. I mean, at Wheaton Academy, we can get rid of gossip today. Everybody could choose to what? Not gossip. Right? Yeah. Cool. Let's do it. Okay, like, that may, like, let's do it. <laughs> we can choose this stuff. And if you're like, well, that's but my sinful nature, that's dead. Read Romans 5, 6, 7, and 8. You're a new creation, and you have the mind of Christ, and you have the spirit, which means you have self-control. Like, we can do this stuff, but we have to, this is the free will stuff. Are we going to choose to do it? Yeah. I love that, but then if he only gave us good choices, right, what's the choice? Yeah, what's the choice? Does that make sense? I think... Yeah. I think one, one way to think about that, with trees, they don't make choices. They just what? They just grow. But that's why there's no evil, bad, or good trees, but they're also just a tree. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like you have, I have a relationship with some trees. I love that that huge tree out there. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> but is that? I mean, the tree doesn't love me. It just grows. Yeah. Does that does that make sense? Like the real choice. Well, that's a whole other debate that we're not going to do with thirty seconds left in class. <laughs> True. It's a great question. 
right? But there's something to be said for only good choices isn't really a choice, right? Okay, he could pre-program us to only do what he wants, but then we're robots. I guess R2-D2 is pretty cool, and BB-8 BB is pretty cool, and C-3PO, they're pretty cool. But do you see anybody marrying those robots and having romantic you know, relationships with them or becoming best friends with the robots? It, it looks like it because of the AI and because they're actually human beings inside the robots, you know, <laughs> right? What was the fourth, fourth layer again? Yeah, so as the bell rings on us, top layer, God wants us to what? Have free will. Have free will. Then his will is that we do what with our free will? Good, but we could choose evil. Does he allow evil? Yes. Yes, because he allow evil, he can do what with all the evil? Redeem it. Redeem it. But he can redeem all the evil, but does that mean he's going to force you to receive that redemption? No, so you have, a, you have freedom to reject his power in your life. And then that bedrock layer is yeah. to remember that it's not just about him redeeming evil. It's about free will makes love, joy, hope, all that stuff real. Don't miss that. That's why we have free will. Does that make sense? He gave it to us so that we do choose love, that we choose hope. Are we done? Yeah. Good. Great. Well, here's the plan. Today was kind of layering that all out. So I'd love for you to go, come back on block day, and with any other questions after you process it out. And after that, great divorce. You guys are awesome. Nice job today. All right, go use your free will well and the power of language well. Thanks for coming. Great divorce quiz block day. Yo. Uh oh. Wait a second. Let me get this figured out here.